Hello. We are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. I was on my way to work when I realized I'm wasted. Still wasted from the party last night. So I kick back my seat and I loosen my tie. I'm wasted. Still wasted from the party last night. The guys in the office might criticize me for looking like hell and smelling like a brewery, but I'm wasted. Sitting here. So I don't feel any older. I'm a year older since uh, last week. 36 now. Tell me, do I look like shit? Do I do I look like I've aged in the last week? I'm having trouble with scrubs. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I'm having trouble because they don't fucking match, dude. They don't match. They don't match. What? Why not? It's blue and a gray. And they're supposed to all be one color or at least, you know, it looks like you don't know how to wash your clothes. Are you fucking, what? Yeah, they don't, the they're fucked look. up. They're fucked. He's got light blue, like typical scrub pants on. Mm-hmm. And then his top, it looks like he fucking fucked it up. It looks like, it's not navy. It's not gray. It's just it's sort gray. of like. It's gray. I don't it's know. Gray. It's gray. I think it's the lights like put them in with weird. the wrong clothes. No, it's not. They aren't even close. It's gray. It's blue and gray. And then I'm wearing a black Adidas track jacket. And did you buy the chick top? Why has it got zippers? Is it, you know, for like your shit. You know, I've got my, my badge in here and everything. You don't wear the badge? No, when I'm at work, I do. So this is a new job. Yes. How do you like it? Do you miss Stewie? I miss Stewie. Yeah. I do miss Stewie. He, he's a good guy. Good guy. I miss him, but... uh, We need to give the lifers a little bit better version of Stewie. We always bring him in, and he's got, you know, well, you know, this is a 16 of this and 40 of that, and you mix the two of them together, and you, <laughs> you've got a real problem. You know, you don't... He's a lot more fun than that, but when we bring him in, he, he's, you know... Yeah. There's probably some side bets on when he'll kill a group of people. It just sounds like he's, <laughs> you know, kind of wound a little tight. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's a he's actually a pretty mellow dude. He's, he's he was drinking with us. I mean, he, was, yeah. he, he is fun. Yeah, he's very fun. So most pharmacists are. I found like when you get them outside of the pharmacy, pharmacists are pretty a uh, wild group to run with. Yeah, they sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, they're pretty nuts. And like some of them, like not Stewie, but I've worked with some of them. Where it's like every day I come in and then they tell me these stories like, oh, then I went to a wine tasting here and drank about two bottles of wine. And then I da, 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 da. And then they come in and they're fine. They're normal. And you're like, how? I would be dead. I'd be dead on a floor somewhere right now if I did that last night and had to go to work today. My wife can do that. You can feed her a case of beer and she can't talk and... Barely making into the house. She's like, I just, I just need to lay down. And like six hours later, she pops up and she's like, I'm fine. 
Where are we going for breakfast? Like, whoa. No. <laughs> You're a freak of nature. Yeah. Sometimes, like, if she mixes or has too many, like, foofy shots or whatever, she doesn't feel so good in the morning. But she has a constitution. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I mean, the one, what, last year when you took me to the airport, I rallied for that. But I just rallied because I knew, okay, you just got to get up, get through this ride at airport, <clears throat> get through security, uh, and you can crash on the plane. For you new listeners, uh, it, Travis just recently had his you know, annual Arizona trip where he goes out and sees his pop and they catch an ASU game. And, you know, that's kind of tradition. And uh, last year, he asked me if I'd, you know, spot him a lift to the airport because his roommates were all, you know, being selfish. They all had their own things to do and he, you know, he needed a hand. Ah, no problem. Uh, it was an opportunity. He'd never met Doll, my wife. And I'm like, all right, well, we'll go get, we'll go get him. Oh, yeah. We pull in the driveway. <laughs> we're waiting in the driveway. Cause he said, you know, I'll come out when you guys pull up. We're waiting. We're waiting. No Travis. So I go upstairs, knock on the door. And it's kind of an awkward place to find where they would like you to address the house. Cause there's sort of like that side door you can use or the main door. And they like you to use the side door. So I go up side door, knock on the window, roommate immediately annoyed. Mm-hmm. You can tell there's been something that's happened. Yeah. And uh, he goes and gets Travis. It was grumpy. Yeah. Part of the reason why we call him grumpy is, <laughs> is that. Yeah, he, fact, gets, that he, gets, incident. he gets grumpy. He's a grumpy guy. Yeah. And so you come like, I, I, I thought you were just maybe sleepy at first, but no, you kind of come, you know, sort of like heavy footed to the door. And then you can tell that. During the time between maybe before you considered calling me, something happened, but the whole thing collapsed on you. Yeah. And you were, my, my, my wife, what's wrong with him? Doll's like, what's wrong with him? Like, I think he's, I think he's had something to drink. Mm. So she think it would, she thinks it would be fun to take you because she wanted to go grab something to eat. Yeah. So we take you to Buffalo Wild Wings and you continue to drink, <laughs> showing your, putting your best foot forward. <laughs> Didn't you, what, you, something happened? Didn't you spill something in the house or something happened where he'd get you socks? What happened there? Oh, no. The dog pissed. Oh, you stepped in dog piss. That's right. Because <laughs> she was just a puppy then. Yeah. Oh, it was great. So she piddled on the floor and as you're saying, oh, don't tip on it. Too late. Yeah. Wet socks. Anyway, you you went to sleep that night and popped up at like three. Take me to the airport. We gotta go. <laughs> I crashed the fuck out on the plane. <laughs> yeah, you met the missus like that. It was very funny. Yeah. It was a very first funny first impression because you were you seemed like a person that was like regularly beyond being able to talk. <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm Travis. Buffalo I win. Okay. I I like it. Let's go. Uh-huh. It's, it's funny that you're you're bringing that up. Have you uh, have you heard of some of these IPAs that are like nine and eleven percent alcohol? Yeah, those are usually the things that I drink. Are are they? Yeah, I had family over the weekend that were you know were they would get a pack of beers and they'd only come in four packs. Yep, because they're so fucking potent. <laughs> and he was like. Three beers in, I was giving him shit because he could barely talk. Yeah. We were trying to play a game. He's like, ah, he's, he's pulling out like the one beer, like it's like plutonium or something like out of the. <laughs> yeah. What's that about? I don't know. It's good. Yeah. Cheap way to get buzzed. I don't know. Not really a cheap. Like for me, I drink Lagunitas. I would say that's my favorite brand of beer right now. So it's. How strong is that? 
So like I typically drink the little somethings and those are 7.6%. So 15 proof beer. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, um, it's actually for my birthday over the week. Um, they only made them in six packs for the longest time. Well, they just started making them in 12 packs. Oh, that's great. Oh yeah. Guess what Travis did for his birthday. That was a two day hangover. I, I, I don't, I don't ever picture you hungover for very long. I just picture you reigniting the same like behavior over and over. No, see, I'm, I'm not a pharmacist. I, I will spend the day on the mat. I'm not a a pharmacist. (laughs) I'm not one of those guys. No, if I, if I'm hurt, I take a knee. I I will take a knee. I'm not one of those guys that can just tough it out. Now what's natty ice? Is that six and a half? Is it? If that, maybe six. Pretty strong. Yeah. But it tastes like shit. Yeah. So, I mean, with these craft beers, you're getting a good tasting beer with even more potency than a Natty Ice. And you don't have to drink a case of it. They say your taste buds change every seven years or so. I've heard that too. I've heard that. I've been able to keep my childlike taste buds in maybe the third stage of development. Like I probably have like, I don't know, the the palate of a 21 year old. So it's not real mature. So you're not just eating French fries for every meal, but you're close to it. Yeah. Yeah. I I like, I'm not saying I don't like diverse foods, but I can tell you that almost all alcohol is disgusting. You are a girl drink drunk. You have to have it mixed with something girly. That's I I think, I think you're doing the girls a disservice. I need it mixed with something childlike. Yeah. Like well, if you're going to give a kid medicine, whatever you mix the medicine with, that's what I want you to mix the alcohol with. See, I'm, it's a reference, reference to the kids in the hall, girl drink drunk sketch where literally the guy's making squash, strawberry alley cats. And they're these, you know, what would you call them? Like punch bowl drinks look very fruity. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, maybe, put like some Bailey's in a milkshake or something. Mm, no, no. Cause I don't, I don't want to drink, drink after drink after drink. Most of, So if I'm drinking with a purpose, like I'm very sad about something, if that ever occurred and I needed to drink about it, which is very rare. You don't drink to celebrate? <clears throat> Not really. No, oh, I drink to celebrate. It's a fucking hassle. It's a fucking hassle. You can't go out anymore and drink. Yeah, you get some buddies together. You, uh, you get some beers. You clowns, and you celebrate. You clowns are unreliable. Uh, you go out and go, oh, I got it. I'll drink. I'll drive. You guys have a good time. Two hours later, I go find the sober cab, and you know I got to lift him off the ground. <laughs> and yes, yes, you could Uber, but in the suburbs, Uber's incredibly unreliable. Like you can yeah. order an Uber, and it could be two hours. Yeah. So yeah, even the taxi services are bad with that spotty. in the suburbs. And at when, best, at when best. Minnesota bars are ready to close, they aren't like, well, hey, here are the keys. Lock up when your cab arrives. <laughs> right. And you're just out in the cold for two hours. Yeah. I'm not into that. Yeah, I could see that. And then if you go over to somebody's house, you know, I'm at a certain age where I don't want to fucking crash on your couch. This is reality. I don't want to do it. <laughs> All right. And I'm married. So just randomly crashing on somebody's couch, not coming home at night after a night of drinking is not popular. <laughs> <laughs> now, but you guys, though, you've had me and Obes over. Totally fine. You got, and we have a spare bedroom and we have an area. 
Obes is very weird because he never really sleeps. Right. Even in his own home. So that's acceptable. You're always like, I'll take this, you know, I'll take the spare bedroom, comfy, yeah. crash, TV, direct TV. I mean, it's very comfortable. Usually when you go to crash at somebody's house, it's the asshole armpit of the house. It's the, you know, the no prider room where people go to soil the guest bed rather than their own bed with whatever snag they took home that night. I'm not into that. I don't want to sleep on that bed. I'm good. You know, I, I can't blame you, but at the same time, I'd rather sleep on that bed than get a DUI. Or not drink. <laughs> you could not drink. Well, I live with friends, so every weekend's a celebration. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not against that. I'm not against people having a good time. I'm not Debbie Downer. I'm just saying that if I drink and I drink with purpose, if I, if I like... I've had periods of time where I've lost a lot of money and I've been like, okay, that investment did not work out. I need to reset and I'm going to reset by drinking heavily. <laughs> that, that has happened. I, uh, when I do want to party or get together with friends and I do want to tie one on, usually it's like very premeditated. We don't leave. It'd be like a bonfire parties at somebody's house or it's just, it's not the way it used to be. Yeah. It's just, it's a totally different world. If I lost my ability to drive, or God forbid I did something that hurt somebody else. You're just, your whole life's over. It's over. Your life is fucking over. Yeah. What is it now for, uh, for Dewey out here? Like $1,000 right off the bat. Oh, I think it's Plus, way more than that. Oh, so it's gone up. Yeah. Jeez. It's way more than that. Yeah. Like I think, what do they say? You end up spending like $10,000 or something. In Minnesota, it's expensive. I yeah. can tell you that much. I, I don't know the exact figure because it kind of. And your average person is making how much money a year right now? The average household makes less than 60000 combined income. Combined income. So mm -hmm. say you're a single dude. Let's just half that. You know, let's say, you know, both partners are going 50-50. That's 30000 a person. That's one third of your income. And that's not even before it gets taxed. Or that's before it gets taxed, not, not after. That's not your take home. So, you know, you go out, you fuck up one night. There goes a third of your income. What does that work out to? Thirty thousand a year. Is it about six hundred bucks take home a week? Oh, less than that. Less than that. It's probably got to be about three hundred. I don't know. I always take out twenty five percent for taxes. Three hundred. No, that's not right. I take out two times three hundred is like sixteen five or something or All right, sixteen. Well, let's do the simple math here. Thirty thousand divided by fifty two. That's 576 before taxes. Jesus. Round up to 577 because it's 576.9. So 577 divided by 4 times 3. So 75% of that is $432.75 a week. All right. And so your average apartment is going to take half your money. And even if you live with people close to half your money. You have Dewey car insurance, which is about 300 It's about 1800 every six months if you get a Dewey, right? Yeah. Then you get those. So that's 300 So now you're down. So you've spent 900 of your of your net income. And you're only getting about, oh, what, 1200 a month? You haven't paid for the car. You haven't put gas in the car. You haven't fed yourself. You haven't paid any student loans if you have any. Yeah. And you haven't entertained yourself. No. 
it's iffy on whether you've paid any credit cards or Twitter. I mean, that is, it's tough to live on that amount of money. Yeah. So to have them then take that much from you, you know, <laughs> drunk driving's a rich man's sport. <laughs> you know, when you look at how much the average person's making, I was looking at, uh, I saw an article today, which may, you know, every time I read something, tell me if this doesn't happen to you. I'll say, Hey, you know, I was on CNN.com today, or I was watching the news today, or I picked up the paper today and I was reading X, Y, Z and the person will immediately pop up. I read it on Buzzfeed. I read it on, I already saw it on Facebook. (laughs) Okay. Well, we won't have, I, is the etiquette to allow the person to tell you, even if you did perhaps read something that came close to it, hear how they express it to you or discuss it with you or the nature they deliver it. And then have the full blown discussion or do you just fucking cut them off and be like, already heard it. Move on. (laughs) Uh, I would go for the former. So say you came to me, Hey Travis read this article on CNN. You start telling me what it is about like how a guy got bit by a shark. I'm thinking in my head, okay, I think I've read an article similar to this. I'll let you talk about it. And then I start putting the pieces together. Yep. Same article. Oh, but I didn't hear that part of the story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jim. Yeah, yeah. I heard that too, but I heard it a little different. That's how, what I how would often say you. do you get that courtesy paid to you? Oh, not very often. Just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that. I mean, sometimes I'll say it, you know, like you only have to, because I mean, sometimes it's just a simple guy got bit by a shark. So you say that and I go, yeah, I read that. Mm. I feel like a lot, like a lot when I'm telling stories, people are like, ah, I've Saw that on Twitter, or I, you know, it, we're, we're, we're too plugged in, which is funny because that's what the article is talking about. It's kind of talking about millennials. Millennials. And you and I have talked a lot about millennials and how they kind of get blamed for this. They get blamed for that. And they they of, get some shit. They take a little heat. Like, they, yeah. you know, did they destroy the mall? Did they stop movies? Did they stop music? Did they ruin the phone company? Did they ruin travel? If they screwed up the university system, have they messed up dating? I mean, it just goes on and on, right? They get right. blamed because they're kind of <laughs> stuck in this weird chasm of technology. Yeah. And a lot of it too is just the youngest generation always gets blamed. You know, there's a little bit of that going on. You know, it used to be fucking Gen Xers, good for nothing, just slackers, always depressed about something. Which was true. Yeah. So, <coughs> But there's a yeah. reason. Both millennials and Gen Xers got hit with a very strange thing. They got caught in a period of time where... Over and over and over again, they were threatened with their future not being a positive thing, that they weren't going to experience the American dream. Yeah, I, re- I remember. Let me guess. Go- you read this earlier today on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, it just reminds me of when I was going to school and the movie Pleasantville came out. And the opening of uh, sequence of Pleasantville is them at their high school and their teachers are just telling them about global warming, pollution rates, how the earth is going to be like destroyed by the time they're 36 and da, 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 da. And so it just reminds me of that going to school. It was basically like, oh, you didn't recycle your can, Travis. Well, earth's not going to be around by the time you're 40 anyway. Oh, that social security thing. You've ever heard of uh, this thing called retirement? I'm going to get to do it. 
Guess what, motherfucker? You're not. Because that thing called Social Security, gone by the time you're old enough to collect it. So, yeah, we kind of were raised with a bit of a, I don't know, we didn't take that chip on the shoulder, I guess. We just kind of heard it and said, all right, we're soiled. Apparently, your psychological backpack Mm -hmm. is full from that. Okay. So, from, I guess you can go down to like 14 Mm-hmm. to uh, like 45. So now, we're talking Gen X, Xennials, and Millennials. They are proportionately the largest group of, of depressed people. Proportionately. Xer, Xers or Millennials or Xennials? From 14 to 45. Now you'd say, well, 14 to 45, that's like the largest group of people, period. That's so, a large slice. But the, the percentage of people within that group. So like group, the per capita. Yeah. They're the highest, highest rates of depression you'll find. And apparently it's because when you pick up your phone, it's negative. It's mm-hmm. ferocious. It's fast. The optimism for the future just isn't there for them. They don't believe that they're going to ever be successful. And I guess part of shaking depression, what turns a bad mood or sadness into depression is hope. Right. You've got a light. And for the first time, the majority of the people in the United States don't have hope. How <laughs> fucked up is that? <laughs> it's pretty fucked. I mean, I don't know. I try to have hope, but... Think about it for a second. Do you, when you picture your life going forward, what does that picture of hope look like for you? Well, right now with uh, the job that I have... um, Eventually, oh, I'll uh, hopefully maybe get a 401k. Hopefully, uh, the company will match it well. And uh, So you're not going to take this question seriously? <laughs> uh, seriously, I, I don't. You've never I, thought about it? Well, you know, you're so caught up in your day-to-day just trying to make it by on your 30000 or your whatever thousand, you know. You never, you've never had a floating point for your future in your mind where you're like, well, you know, I'm going to do this and in the future I'm going to do that. And well, yeah, when I was younger, like up through my 20s, you know, I mean, obviously I had the mu- musician dream when I was a kid, you know, I sort of wanted to be like a Bowie, like actor, musician. Um, that didn't work out for me. That doesn't work out for a lot of people. <laughs> I also wanted to be a professional hockey player. That didn't work out for me too good. Everyone listening is going to slit their wrists. Will you please go somewhere <laughs> with this? But I mean, I don't know. I've found a career. Some people find happiness in another person. Some people find happiness in a marriage. Some people find yeah, it in a Yeah, these are job. all general generalizations. I asked you specifically, do you have something that powers you? Do you have a sense of hope? Do you have a place that you picture yourself? I don't have a place that I picture myself. I just am happy that I'm above ground today. So bare minimum, <laughs> your source of hope is bare minimum. Like you don't ever think you're going to be a titan of industry or no. uh, invent something no. or there's, there's, there's nothing about you you feel is going to be exceptional in any way within your life. No, I mean, like right now I can't bitch, you know, I've got a decent job with good growth potential. I've got a podcast, so I get to get some creative outlet out. Um, where do I see myself in 10 years? I don't know. It'd be maybe nice to have some property. Can that be possible? Yeah, possibly. Uh, definitely better have a new car in 10 years. <laughs> I shouldn't have asked you. 
Yeah. It's my mistake. This whole thing was my mistake. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me, can I take that ball from you for a second? Can I yeah, just, please do. Please out do. Out of your dying hands. Let me take that. <laughs> so I, you know, kind of wear a lot of different hats. I own a lot of my own businesses. I'm, I, it's, it's I don't, I, like I said, I've had ADD. I have occupational ADD. So yeah. I kind of jump from thing to thing. And, uh, I'm to call me a jack of all trades would be kind. Yeah. That would be kind. Cause I, there's lots of things I do that I don't stick around in long enough to, to, to do be it. a jack. Yeah. You can identify kind of quickly whether or not it's something you want to see yourself doing like in even a year. So if I don't like it, I go yeah. to something else, but I always have this idea of where I want to take things. And usually that idea isn't met with, uh, being wealthy or even being secure, it's sort of met, it, it, it's a combination of freedom. So I hope to be freer and freer the older I get. Yeah. And the thing that scares me, so like, you know, I'm a diabetic mm-hmm. and every time I turn on the news, if they want to scare you into taking a vitamin, uh, you, you, you really want to take more potassium. You can avoid terrible things like cancer and Alzheimer's and uh, diabetes and you know you're, yeah every time it's got one of the buzzwords it's going to catch the largest sick demographic so I find myself sort of trying to like battle that that negative thing that you know we all have something everybody's got something they're right. worried about you know their mom died of an aneurysm or they lost their twin at birth or their, you know whatever whatever mm. the thing is we've all got something right so I, I don't use that as an, as you know necessarily an excuse not to be hopeful but it's sort of in the back of my mind like hey you know you're the years you have and the health you have is a valuable thing. Enjoy it. And that sort of pushes me forward in a happy way. I think that's what I was trying to say with any day above ground's a good day. Well, that cocktail is like, as long as I'm breathing, I'm good. Yeah. That's what you said. I didn't say that. Yeah, that's true. I guess the more free you are while you're above ground. So I guess... A light at the end of the tunnel for me would be the quality of life that I'm having while I'm above ground. Do I see myself happy and having a good life? Well, how long do you want to, and you don't need to go into exactly what you do, but I put myself in other people's shoes, like how long do you want to sell cars? Right. Are you going to sell cars until the point where you can retire? And then are you afraid of how long you may live or may not live in your, your debt or... Um, so I don't have kids, but a lot of my family has kids and I watch my parents and how the things that they're worried about for their kids. Right. I can't imagine what it would feel like to be 26 years old and have a $200,000 loan underneath you mm-hmm. and your job prospects being somewhere between let's be generous and say it's, you're going to, you're going to pay that person 70 grand. Okay. Yeah, that is generous. All right. 70 grand. You start dividing that out. That person has a wife, that wife's pregnant and they got to pay for daycare. There's two cars to pay for. There's a house, there's insurance, health insurance anymore. Yeah. Especially if they pass this next thing, your health insurance could skyrocket. Uh, that's, I guess it's that mood that's kind of shrink wrapped people to a point where they just aren't fucking happy. Yeah. And 
we really got to find a way to bring them back. You know, <laughs> you want to bring those people back into the fold. If things, if we've, if at our age, we've allowed things to get to a point where they're like that, we're fucking Americans, dude. We're where hope resides. If you look at the planet, that's what we sell as hope. Like you can come here and you can go from nothing to something overnight. Yeah. And people don't fucking buy that anymore. That no, is crazy. No. I'm looking at you right now. Like you're a fucking madman just <laughs> saying that. That's crazy. You can do whatever you want. How, how often we talk. Am I like, dude, you got this. Yeah. You got this. Yeah, that's true. And then I go, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think that how connected we are. So our, our show, for instance, we don't sell a lot of drama. No. The show is kind of designed for you to kind of tune in and tune out of while you're working or walking around or driving. Maybe we say something fun. Maybe we don't. Maybe you argue with us and you're like, God, how these guys clap their hands amazes me. You know, <laughs> whatever it is, you know, we're, we're something different to everybody. But one thing we're not is you have to listen. You have to listen now and let me just you know, go to the, to the mattresses with how fucked up everything is. Right. We don't usually do that. Yeah. And, but if you look at your phone, it's hurricane mass shooting. Trump's going to cancel your ability to breathe. You know, the, the sun's not going to come up anymore. We were just missed by an asteroid. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bali's got a new oh, that's plague. Right. We were just, just missed by an asteroid. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you're, just, you're under constant attack in this, yeah, this little we're computer. Assaulted. You, it scares you. Yeah, we're under assault. It, it it scares people so much that if you talk to somebody who's in high school, they just tell you they don't re, they don't don't watch the news. Well, that's what became of me. I stopped watching the news when I moved back to the state. Actually, it happened when I was in Europe, um, just because we got the Armed Forces Network. That was like our English speaking channel. And yeah, they'd play some Seinfeld, some Friends, stuff like that. So you'd tune in then. But during the news, the only reason I would tune in is like one of my friends was like one of the cameramen. Every now and then they'd let him in front of the anchor or in front of the camera, you know, be the anchor. But it was just literally, you know, military this, military that, you know, a lot of propaganda and that stuff. And I said, I'm not doing it. And when I got back to the States... Uh, I think I turned it on once and I was like, oh yeah, same shit. What, you know, same shit, different channel. Why am I doing this? So I just, I stopped because it was like, what's going to happen is going to happen. I have no power over, you know what I mean? By me watching the news and being aware, could I have stopped nine 11? Could I have stopped this asteroid from falling into us potentially just missing us? Um, no. So for me, I just go about my day to day because Yes, I do like to hear news stories, though, but I like to hear the interesting ones, like how um, there's uh, on Harlan Highway, they just had uh, one of the crazy news stories was um, there's a doctor, an Italian doctor that's going to China because they'll let you do this in China, and it's a $100 million experiment, but he's going to attach a live head onto a body. He's going to do the first head transplant. First Frankenstein type deal. The first Frankenstein, yeah. Yep. Frankenstein. So I like hearing stories like that. I don't know why, but hearing those stories that, that you know, because think about it, we're kind of advancing ourselves. Imagine if you can keep getting a new body. That'd be kind of cool. Well, that's what's knocking at the door is why we named the show 
when life attacks. Because personally, you get you get sort of attacked by life's little personal things, right? Yeah. Oh, and it just nitpicks at you to the point where it starts off as a mild little itch, and then it just becomes a huge irritation. And we need lifers to take a different attitude to life. Yeah. If you listen to our show, I want to impart a tiny piece of happiness advice. You need to shut out the noise. When you turn on the news and you hear that the ocean's rising, that we no longer have gray spotted zebra mice, and that uh, air quality in London is worse than if you worked in a coal plant, and children all over are disappearing, and your job's going to disappear, and love is dead, and Americans aren't interested in sex, and you can't drink, you can't smoke, you can't have coffee, but you should have mushrooms, but only on Wednesday. You got to block all that out because really all of the things that you're being hit with are people that need you to listen so that they can sell you something. Yeah. So and the can... more they can fucking scare you, the more they're going to sell you shit. And it is stressing us all out. And we just got to call it for what it is. Yeah. It's just like, whoa. Stop. Right. Yeah. I mean, seriously, who knows you better than yourself? You know, I know that. All right. Mild example. When I was younger, I could eat the fuck out of spicy foods. All right. Now I'm older, can't handle it as much. So I kicked the spice down. I don't get the lamb vindaloo at 10 anymore. I cut it back to a four. I cut it back to a four because I know that works for me. You know, and if I have someone in my ear, just, you've got to have it at 10. It's, it's not lamb vindaloo if it's out of 10. You know, if it's not out of 10, it's out of 10. It's a, and it's like, why are you telling me this so relentlessly? Oh, because you're going to get something. Maybe the waitress will get a fucking extra $50 because she sold 10, 10, you know, number 10 Vindaloo's or something. I don't know. Do you get the metaphor? I well, hope you you're, do. You're, you're finding your own comfort zone within some of the complexities in your own life. Right. And, and, and when you look at what you're being inundated with, mm-hmm. the, the amount of time you have is precious. Yes. And you'll, if, if you're younger and you're a younger life for listening to the show... I sound like an old person and you've heard it a million times. If you're middle-aged, you know, if you're in your thirties, forties, fifties, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're starting to get it. And, and, uh, wasting your time worried about all of this bullshit. It's not worth your time. It really isn't. You need to be excited about dumb things. I know people all the time, like, like I, I don't want to drink. Let's say I don't want to drink to celebrate my promotion. And you do fucking get schnockered. Yeah. Have a great time. Make an ass of yourself. If that's what makes you happy, that's awesome. But beyond celebrating little things, you also need to know that you are capable of doing whatever you want to do. Machines aren't going to stop you from being successful. Donald Trump isn't going to turn your whole life upside down. All that propaganda, even though he's the craziest guy, whether you love him or hate him, he's crazy. The stress, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat from his daily activity could occupy all your time each day with each thing he does. You can just concern yourself with this. I mean, he's an egomaniac at a minimum. And if you truly dislike him and what he does, I can only imagine the terror that you find yourself in on a moment to moment basis. When you find yourself coming to a point where you can't, enjoy your day because you watch the news with your coffee, 
guess what the healthiest thing you can do for yourself in the morning is? And it's not to cut out the coffee. <laughs> right. It's to tell the outside world to go fuck itself. Maybe turn the Twitter feed off. Um, I, that's what caused me to. Once Trump became president, it was just like, what the fuck? Every day I, I just see people like, hey, if that's how they want to spend their life, bitching out about a guy that's going to be out in, what, three years now anyway? He's going to be lame duck in 24 yeah. months. We just yeah. have to grit our teeth, keep a list of what he's fucking up. And yeah, maybe he'll do some good shit. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. Uh, it, it, shit can happen. You know? Do you know what an abacus but is? An abacus? Yes. No. You know, the, uh, they're like the little uh, calculators. I, I think I've got it named right where you've got the little beads and you move the beads over. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, quickly yeah, yeah, count yeah, yeah, things yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, it's a, like an old fashioned kind of calculator, <laughs> yeah, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so many beads this way, so many beads that way. And all of a sudden we've got the total. Right. Well, they're now handing out placebo cell phones. So they're in the shape of a cell phone, but the bottom and the top of it have like these little beads that you can slide back and forth so that when you, so that you can force yourself to put your phone home and not bring the terror of the phone with you. And you can just have something to mess with when you're uncomfortable in a room and everybody else is messing around with something. Yeah. So you can just get away from this. Because if it's if it's even when it's not the outside world, even when it's not global warming or a shooting or whatever, it's your mom, you know, and you should be here, or it's your your wife, and yeah. you know, it, why hasn't she texted me back? I guess it's a lot of stress for like a, a you know, yeah. you got a chick sitting in her desk and the husband's just going off about how much he hates his job. He's texting his wife, and whether he knows it or not, he's putting a bunch of shit on her shoulders. She's like taking on his problems, whether she knows it or not, through her phone. And all of a sudden, she's now overwhelmed because he's overwhelmed. And now you got these two stressed out people. <laughs> yeah. And then they get home and they're in shitty moods and they can't enjoy their dinner and their night together. It makes perfect sense why they're going to their doctor like, listen, for some reason, I'm not finding a lot of joy anymore. Yeah. Do you have something, anything? <laughs> could you legalize something? What could take place here? Because, brother, I need something. Yeah. And I think that something is honestly to just calm down. Yeah. Calm it down. Take a time out. Just calm down because yep. it's going to be okay. Yeah. You really shouldn't be medicated. Yeah. If you don't go to college, you're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be okay. If you did go to college and you made a gigantic student loan and everyone's telling you you're screwed, dude, you're going to be okay. Yeah. You don't have to work 10 jobs. These things will work themselves out. You just got to chill. I this this I guess I'm going overboard on this one thing because this thing about millennials that I found today, it was I must have scrolled 12 pages on five in particular areas that stressed the, this group out. Yeah. From job prospects to how they feel about the future to how they feel about health to the pride they feel in their country because because Americans are super patriotic. Right. And uh, we're very proud of our military and we're very proud of being in first place. And even if we don't realize it, if a little thing goes across, you know, the side crawl on the TV or through the radio that says, well, Americans have slipped to 36 in education. We're so indoctrinated into being proud Americans that that has like a level of stress on you. Yeah. You're like, well, what do I do? We're no longer first in English. What the fuck do I do? Yeah. Fuck it. You take Xanax. You take Xanax. And really, what does that mean? Like, who even came up with that? I can't trust the government to tell me exactly where we are day to day. And you're going to believe a study? I, I don't I don't know that that's just... I'm just having difficulty buying that bullshit. It's a lot of bullshit we're forced to swallow. 
it's okay to be excited that Star Wars is coming out on the 14th. Yeah. You know, I I think that that's completely okay. Yeah. It's cool. I'm going to go. Yeah. Are you going? No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I have found, I I have discovered, you want to talk a little Star Wars? Okay. Okay. Now, you know, I have problems with Star Wars anyway. No, I didn't really know that you had problems with Star Wars. My, my dad Mm -hmm. goes back and swims in some Hollywood channels during the rise of that man. During, uh, the, okay. during the rise of George Lucas and my dad and he sort of crossed streams when they were low level people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it cost my dad some projects and, uh, I, I might owe my life to George Lucas cause had my dad been a smashing success or one of his things gone through and not George's or whatever, I might not even be here. Yeah. Goldie Hawn could be my mom right now. I don't know. <laughs> My dad liked plants, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I just, I heard the kind of dude that he was and he's not a great dude. So I was returning to the Jedi before I found out. And mm-hmm. when I found out, when I heard a lot of the details about him, I was pissed. My dad allowed me to go see the shows. My dad though, likes George Lucas stuff. He likes his movies. He, he, he appreciates him as an artist. Like my dad doesn't have the same animosity <laughs> towards George Lucas. I do. Well, it's kind of like the thing, like when my dad told you the Mark McGuire story of me when I was a kid, you know, and how Mark McGuire snubbed me when I asked him for an autograph at a spring training game, just snubbed me. And I don't really have that much resentment towards Mark McGuire. I mean, I kind of look at him and go, yeah, he's kind of a piece of shit, but I could hit a fucking home run. My dad fucking hates him. And sometimes when it happens to someone you love, it'll cause you to. Very good. Well stated. Yep. Yeah. Nailed it. Hammer. Nail. <laughs> Nailed it. Because I do. I yeah. look up to my dad and I, I know some of the things he did to get his work out there, being a Midwestern guy and, you know, Hollywood's got its own culture and my dad didn't really fit that culture. Right. And so he was easy to kind of, to dissuade. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. That being said, though, I have stepped back from the Star Wars universe to take a strong look at the eight movies they've put out. Nine now, if you go with Rebel, right? Um, So we have three in the middle, three in the beginning, then we have the newest Star Wars, then we have that off-story Rebel Assault, now we've got this ninth one coming on the 14th. You mean Rogue One? Which one? The one that came out last year? Is that the one that's the story all of its own, Rogue One? Yeah. Okay, I'm getting it mixed up with the video game. Then which one was Star Wars... So the Force Awakens. Seven. Force Awakens. Okay, so and Force then, Awakens yeah, was seven. Then, then, then Rogue, Rogue One, One is a totally separate story, and right. now we have the, the second one eighth in that movie trilogy. in the line. Right. Okay, so I haven't seen the eighth movie in the line, but I've seen the other six previous and then the seventh outside. So far, I like Rogue One and Empire Strikes Back are my two favorites. No, oh, Empire Strikes Back is just... It's number one. If you, yeah, if you don't like Empire Strikes Back, you got to get your head just checked. That movie was so great. To say that I dislike any of the other five movies, uh, it's hard to do because the production value for science fiction movies with Star Wars is incredibly high. And if I ask myself in most of those movies, was I at a bare minimum entertained? I was. So to be honest with myself, they're all at least good movies. Mm Mm-hmm. I just don't pay them the reverence that everyone else does. 
I don't look at, especially once we get, so like the first movie was kind of, it was kind of boring. You didn't Star like Wars number one. A New Hope? A New Hope's kind of boring. Technically it's number four, but yeah. Well, yeah, it came the original, the original Star Wars. The, the one that started them all I thought was kind of boring. Okay. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Love the new look on the stormtroopers. Love the the, the 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 speeder bikes. Speeder bikes. Those were fun. Uh, I was pretty young when I saw it, so the Ewoks. You know, as a child, I was like, "Oh, those are cute." I love the Ewoks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was Ewok age. I was the target demographic. I didn't really understand the Luke, Leia, Harrison Ford uh, thing. You the know, little love triangle. That was weird because he's his brother. They're, they're twins. You know, even I think that came out when I was like ten nine or 10, I was like, that doesn't feel right. Yeah. Well, I mean, she lays one on Luke and empire. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a weird deal. And then we wait so long. I don't know why Lucas waited so long. Maybe he knew what was in the chamber blue, but one, two, and three, the prequels, there was something about those movies that made you feel like, you were watching a commercial that was leading you to ultimately the toy line. You know what I mean? It's like, we're going to put this story together and we've put these assets in the film that we know will create merchandising opportunities. Yeah. I mean, they just didn't feel like, I don't know how to put it. It lacked integrity. Yeah. You know, you're Jar Jar Banks. And then he told old, you know, like he basically retells like old Greek tragedies through these guys, but with more wooden dialogue and an acting. Wooden acting is a perfect descriptor. Now, even though I was entertained the whole time, I was looking at these sets with Obi and Vader, and I'm thinking, listen, there's no way that that dude is Vader. Mm-hmm. There's no way that that dude is Obi. Like, you've really? disappointed me in these younger characters. I, thought, I do not like them. Really? I thought you and McGregor nailed Obi-Wan. Um, yeah, Hayden Christensen, not so good. Portman. She did all she could with it, but they weren't really asking her to do much in the first place. So, yeah, it was it was just a bunch of actors in front of a green screen. It was bad. And when you put actors in front of a green screen, you're going to get as bad of a bland of a performance as you are the set. So, I don't want to give them an out. It was not enjoyable. So. It was not enjoyable. So... And a lot of people were grossly offended because they had waited so long for Star Wars and they wanted the new the, those 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 prequels to be their Star Wars. Well, and it just never they never paid off. They well, never they never delivered. I was in denial um, when those movies were coming out. I was like, they're good, they're good movies, but I think it was just because it was a Star Wars movie and I wanted it to be good and like, well, you know, okay, okay, that was just chapter one, right? It's a three chapter. We're oh, building Jar-Jar. towards something. Jar-Jar. Yeah, Jar Jar. I know, I know, I know. Jesus Christ. That movie instantly tanks the second that guy gets, yeah, and he's, what, 10 minutes maybe, and he's in the film? I just can't so, believe anybody of any knowledge saw uh, that movie. I would just, you know, like, okay, no, 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 it's just, I would make excuses for it. And then I gave myself some more time, because the last one came out when I was 23, and I gave myself about three years and I was reading the book series and the book series was even getting like way bad. Like they were just killing everyone. Chewie gets crushed by a moon, shit like that. And I find, found myself going, why am I giving my money to this? 
what the fuck is this? Fuck this. And then Lucas sells it. And sure shit, I give him my money again. Well, now we're oversaturated. Now we've got so much Star Wars. We've got the cartoons and the, and the, uh, oh, <laughs> you wanted to talk about this. <laughs> I thought this is what you were, yeah. You wanted to talk about this, the, yeah. the video game. Now, and we kind of mentioned a little bit of this, you know, last week. Last week. Yeah. But uh, you found an article that you shared with us where EA should be proud of how they're handling this. Oh, so proud. So proud. Take it away. So, yeah, there's like this asshole out there saying that um, EA should actually be charging more money for the games. I can't remember his specific quote, but he's basically saying, actually, if anything, um, these, uh, these games, they're, they're not costing enough, actually. They should cost more. I have this article up. What does he say exactly? Uh, so this is uh, KeyBank Capital Markets. Uh, so it's like a marketing firm that did research or something. Yeah, they for were him. analyzing the video game industry, and it says the outrage over game microtransaction pricing is not justified. If you take a step back and look at the data, an hour of video game content is still one of the cheapest forms of entertainment. The firm's analyst writes that quantitative analysis shows that video game publishers are actually charging gamers at a relatively inexpensive rate and should probably raise prices. See, now, if I remember back a couple of episodes ago, you kind of agree with him. Because you broke down the cost if you go to a movie, the cost if you go to like a baseball game, the cost if you this or that. And you did find the video game to be the better bang for the buck. I find the hobby to be... a once you're set up now, if we were to take it in an a la carte basis, I have to supply the furniture. I have to supply the structure to view it in. I have to provide the cable and all the infrastructure for myself, to the play internet. It on. I have to provide the television. I have to buy the gaming device from the gaming company on top of it. I have to own lease or rent the content and I have to make the time available to enjoy it, which is in fact, the only thing that hears that is in play. So when I go to a movie theater and I pay $40 for the food and the experience of the two hours and they create the entire ambiance versus myself doing that, you start breaking it down. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's now, something to it. So now you're saying, so you're saying this guy might be a little wrong. Well, there's a, it, cause I know it wasn't taken very well when he said that people kind of like they do, they overreact typically and yeah. uh, they, they went after him. There's, it's, this is super hard to, to, to quantify. And I'll explain why. Those of you that were playing platforming games where we weren't connected, and most of you can identify with having a video game system that you owned before you were playing online with other people. So that means, for the most part, you had a lot of single game experiences. Mm -hmm. Now, if you were not very good at video games, you might have gotten way more time with a video game than somebody who's more experienced with it. Mm -hmm. You got to a point where... If you played Super Mario or you were playing you know, uh, you know, Donkey Kong Jr. or what, what, you know, what have you, you could kind of see the elements in Crash were the same as in Donkey Kong and you were able to navigate levels pretty quickly. You know, Metroid, all of that, they're kind of built on that same 
you know, here's how we're going to get through these levels, the worlds. Even when you were Mario 64 walking through an open world, there were, you know, they, they kind of borrowed from each other's games. So you started to get through these single player experiences pretty fast. You weren't any longer playing a game for eight or 10 hours. You remember maybe getting through a game in five or six hours. And the cost of that game, 40 bucks, 50 bucks, depends. If you were buying it new. Yeah. Now they're not giving you that. They aren't giving you those single player experiences like they once were. At least, uh, not so they much. Hadn't been. It's kind of come back a little bit more this last yeah. year, but they were leaning pretty heavy on on multiplayer. Yeah, EA sort of fucks with me because they did Mass Effect three, and I thought that was a good balance, but I didn't like the loot crates. I, I do think loot crates is gambling, and if you just want a certain pistol, then you should be able to just play for a certain amount of time. Acquire the points that it takes to get the pistol, and bam, you've got that pistol. You're not stuck with all these other things you don't want. But even you were telling me in Mass Effect that it felt like they were sort of reskinning the same technology in the game over and over again and just kind of peppering it throughout to collage together a complete product. Right. They didn't feel like new spaces every time you were in them. It just felt like the same yeah. cat in a different coat. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, and you're just sort of running around. And um, so it wasn't like it. But then with Dragon Age, I thought they did a good job with the single player mode. And they they still had a multiplayer mode on it, but less, you know, less emphasis. And I can't remember if that had loot crates or not. But I remember like, no, it didn't. You just sort of had a point system where you leveled up your guy how you wanted to level up your guy. And you knew you couldn't get all of the, you know, special abilities because you could only level your guy to 10 and use him. And I, so when it came to Dragon Age, they did great. No loot crates that I recall. Um, and uh, a massive single player experience. Now, people also bitched about the, uh, what do you call it, DLC? Like, well, we paid $60. Shouldn't you give us the full fucking game? Um, yeah, we kind of wrapped about that. Remember, yeah. we were talking about the and, DLC and, controversy from before. We've actually can, been a lot of unhappy yeah. people in video games this year. Yeah, and I can take that or leave that argument. I honestly can. I think DLC shouldn't be more than $5. But if, you know, every three months you want to give me some new chapters for $5, I'm okay with that. It prolongs your interest in the game. I can see why they would do that. So you're still paying $75 for a reasonable amount of entertainment, especially when the game was as massive as like a Dragon Age, because I put a couple hundred hours into that, or like a Witcher, you know, Witcher, they charged for the, uh, you know, if you got the DLC as it came out, they charged you, but it was a modest fee. They've even kind of, I'm listening to you talk and they've even kind of spun you up. So you're really not sure what, what ends up. And I'm not insulting you. I'm telling you that. Every one of these games that we're playing, it is not built from the ground up. They didn't just start with a blinking cursor and all of a sudden they had fucking Dragon Age. Okay. Right. They are bringing in lots of different software from lots of different places, even games they've already made. And they're using a lot of their, their, their coding and their 3D framework and their drawings and designs. These things are just not pulled out of thin air. So if this person's argument is uh, dollar for dollar uh, video games are entertaining us for a long time and video game producers have a, long, a large enough market and a strong enough foothold on entertainment that they could uh, be 
getting a lot more out of us dollar for dollar. I take issue with that because they can't, they can't do that. It isn't that type of market. It isn't that type of a, of a, of a commodity because right now on the other side of the market, you have video games. Literally you can download tons of them for free. Right. We don't need in the case of the star Wars game, like we were talking about last week, when you're talking about opening up an entire game at $2,000. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Remember when we were talking the other day, if we had to go through our shit and like, if we went to go sell our entire life, yeah, like how much would somebody give us, for that on like the used market. Yeah. And I don't even think they'd give me $2,000 for all my shit. And I think I've got some good shit. And, and you're probably right. No matter if it's good or even your price. But I think if you look at the stuff around my house, you've been all through my house. Yeah. What do you think? Maybe 2,500? Maybe. Maybe. So basically you'd have to garage sale your house yeah. to get the entire Star Wars It's game. like five cents on the dollar or something for the money you've put in. And if it's a TV, you can just write that off. You know, yeah. used TVs were like a hundred bucks or something. Yep. So... They're really asking us to give a finite amount of resources in bulk to just one of the entertainment pieces hitting the market. And if if we've learned anything about supply and demand, uh, Star Wars, you're in EA, there's a lot of supply. No yeah. matter how fast you try to buy them up and shut them down, because that's what they're getting the reputation for. Yeah. If you were to actually ask people that were interested in entertainment, particularly video games, and you were to ask them how they felt about EA before EA ever charged them a dollar, they would say they bought my favorite game and they fired everybody and ruined the game. And they bought this game and they ruined it. Or they're a big fan of Madden. Talk about a game, dude, that hardly changes in a five-year cycle. Yeah. You can go back five years and play Madden and see most of what's in today's Madden. And they may give you a new animation or, you know, a little bit different selection screen or tell you that the defensive AI is a little bit better. That is all bullshit. You're just buying an updated roster. Fucking right. My little brother and I play the same version of NHL from two and a half years ago because they don't innovate. They aren't dumping money into it. I haven't bought the 18. I'm actually thinking about just boycotting EA games because they've really burned me ever since. Um, I mean, Mass Effect 3, the ending, that was a pretty sore topic. Day one DLC, where it's like, really, you couldn't have just released that extra little chapter with the fucking game. Um, they sort of won me back a little bit with Dragon Age 3, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. And then with Mass Effect, they started going back down. And then, you know, I'm looking at the the... the the fucking football games, the soccer games, the hockey games, they're charging you extra money to buy special gloves. That'll give your guy a, you know, plus 100% wrist shot. And it's like, are you fucking serious? It's, it's hard to dislike them across the board because they're a publisher that represents a lot of different studios. Yeah. And they've put out, there's some good studios and they've put out some good games. Yeah, Battlefield is an amazing first person war game. Yeah. It's a great war game. Remember, uh, command and conquer. Yeah. That that old turn-based RPG that you play yeah. where you were fighting these fictitious factions like terrorists and there was a country that sort of looked like Russia and there was a story <laughs> yeah. sort of looked like the U.S. and you kind of had these world world wars. Yeah. Uh, they just, all the sports games, they revolutionized sports games. Yeah. They put out amazing sports games. So, I mean, it's hard not to like some of their their product, but it's just fuck you when it comes to your business model. Man, when you're a public company, the demands on your company to get more and more and more to keep stockholders happy 
It's so aggressive and so cutthroat and the demands are to make sure that that stock is holding weight. You end up in situations where you try to block out your competitors and your contemporaries from having a license to, you know, be a good competition from taking risks because those risks could mean the stock. And if the stock goes, the company's gone. Atari was gone overnight. Remember that? Target? Atari. Atari. Oh, yeah. Atari just disappeared. It was like E.T. and the stock was shit and the company was shuttered in a year or something. It was insane. Well, I've heard that EA stock has taken a hit this week. Yes, actually. Down 10% I'm reading in this article where this girl proclaims that we should be paying a lot more. Yeah. Well, when you go and piss us off and then the guy made the comment on Reddit, the EA guy, the publicist, like, oh, well, we're just trying to protect your, you know, give you a sense of accomplishment in the game. It's like sense of accomplishment. No, you're just trying to, you know, all right. The rich kids that can afford $2,000 on this game, you're just rewarding them. Yeah, he's got something in here where he said that on a per hour estimate, if uh, a gamer had spent $60 on the game and spent no money on any of the loot crates or any of the DLC, that he'd be paying for pennies on the hour. Pennies on the hour. And that's saying that he would be entertained that whole time. Right. Whereas, uh, let's see, in this article that I pulled up, it said, by one estimate on the fan site, SWTOR strategies, it would take 4,528 hours of gameplay or spending, yeah, $2,000 to unlock all the content. So, I mean, I actually broke it down when I was at lunch today, because I'm looking at 4,528 hours. Wow. Uh, That translates to a little over two years of straight nine to five playing. To open everything up in the game. And that's if you're successful. You've got to be successful, right? Right. With the loot crates every single time. But uh, that comes to just over two years. What if you're not that great a player? Right. What if, you know... You can't play this game nine to five for your day job for the next two years. You know, there's a couple of, it's kind of, cause that's, there's multiplayer involved in that and some multiplayer success, right? Right. I can tell you that I can play and, and I'm not bad. I'm not a bad gamer, but if I get in the wrong room. Yeah. Oh, with, I'm fucked. And there's a, some, some skilled folk in there. Like guys that are playing at nine to five for the next two years. I can be looking at zero kills and 20 deaths and <laughs> It can yeah. look bad. It can look bad. Yeah. It can be a rough couple hours at night. So that's a minimum of two years of play. Right. Right. Yeah. A minimum of two years. And I did the math like you're punching in, you know, this is like 40 hours a week. This is my day job. It's going to take you over two years. Is it just smug? Is it that Star Wars has kind of come into and infected our toys our games, our movies, our television, and Disney sort of has an air of, um, you know, it's like my buddy and I used to do this about Sony, we, you know, cause they just do whatever they wanted to. And when anybody mm-hmm. ever questioned Sony overseas, the guy's answer was always, well, we're Sony. And that was it. Right. <laughs> he never answered the question. It was just like, we're awesome. Yeah. Do you think they're doing that with Star Wars? They're just kind of like, you know, you might not like the video game or how it's laid out. And we're kind of hearing you, but we're pretty much going to do what the hell we want to. So, uh, no, we'll I- kowtow for it to you for right now. But 
No, actually, uh, Disney went in and slapped EA on the hand for that. Isn't it just a pause, though? Well, everything I've read is it's going to still pretty much be the same. They're messing with the values a little bit. Yeah, they brought the values down 75%, but apparently uh, it was Disney that came in and said, whoa, what the fuck are you guys doing? You're tarnishing our image. Yeah. Because <laughs> it could affect the movie. It's funny it, how video yeah. games and negative press can affect exactly. people's enthusiasm yeah. for, for the, the movie. movie. They'll tie them together. Yep, yep. And so Disney came in and basically said, you guys need to get figure your shit out. Figure your shit out before it came out. Because like we said, uh, what is it? The Dutch? The Dutch have already pro- proclaimed it gambling, targeted at children. Uh, and then I think in Hawaii, last I heard, the movement was in Hawaii to have a long look taken at it. So Disney's not happy. I would think that this would spur something. I hope that it does. I, I seriously think loot crates need to be just illegalized from, you know. Illegalized? It, illegalized? Illegalized <laughs> from gaming? It should be made illegal. Yeah. <laughs> the gambling portion of it. It's kind of, I mean, that's so loose. When you interpret interpret the gambling component of it, I don't know, it feels yeah. loose. It's, like I said, I just prefer the model. Okay, you know Luke Skywalker is this much. Okay, you earn this much money. You earn this many in-game credits to get him. You know, I have no problems with that. Uh, it's just when, okay, you earn this many credits to get the loot box that may or may not contain them. But, you know, you got to spin that wheel and see if it lands on Luke. That's when I have the problem. You called me, was it, uh, or you texted me Friday after Thanksgiving? I think it was Friday. And you were upset with football. Oh, no, this was Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving Day. You were ups- You hadn't watched a regular NFL game in a while, and you couldn't believe the advertising. Yeah. Now, you know how much football you're actually watching, right? Oh, it's so pathetic. Yeah, you, you could consolidate all of the plays of actual viewership of the entire game. It's like minuscule. It's like a half hour or less of content, 20 Well, minutes. no. I mean, by fact, you're getting at least 60 minutes of football. No, you're getting a hike. So a hike of the football in action, not right. the clock running during completed passes or runs. All of that's eliminated. So you're not getting oh, 60 so minutes, when you just take actual action. action. It's like oh, you could 15 or 20 down. minutes. It's it's super minor. Okay? You could condense it down into a 30-minute show. So if you take a look at professional football and you look at the amount of entertainment you're getting and the cost of that entertainment in your time for advertising and marketing... Do you think that this market analysis group has anything to do with the NFL? Because how did you feel after you watched that game? I was so pissed. I was so pissed. I mean, I literally watched before the second fucking quarter came to an end. So the half is coming to an end. Which game? Vikes? No, the one after that. So you're watching the Cowboys? Yep, Cowboys game. And I can't remember which day. The Cowboys went to punt. And the clock was sort of draining. So the receiving team called the timeout. With 26 seconds left, we go to a three to four minute commercial where Bud Light is trying to make dilly dilly a fucking thing. Like they are really trying to shoehorn that. Dilly dilly. <laughs> it's a thing. It was on SportsCenter today. They successfully did it. God, they really fucking shoehorned that in there. Yeah, it's a thing now. That pisses me off because they just did it like. We're going to create a thing. Watch And they us. did. They did. Just like the what's up. Just thing. like with, with the, yeah, that's exactly where my mind went. We're all now just saying what's up. 
just in a different. Uh, I'm going to do that with the long. Uh, I'm going to do that to you this week. Just even if I get your voicemail just for fun, I'm just going to delete all your fucking voicemail. <laughs> and so they're, they're shoehorning this dilly dilly shit into me. And, um, uh, they do it for four minutes, come back. The team punts the football. Seven seconds have gone off the clock. 19 seconds left. Well, we just had a change of possession. Back to commercial. Four more minutes of dilly dilly. It used to be only two minutes. Now it is getting long, it's especially good. when they're nationally broadcasted games. It's pushing four minutes. Yeah, they're getting long. Yeah. And so we go four minutes for that, just for then the other team to take a knee drain out the last 19 seconds. And now while the final 19 seconds is draining out, we go to a split screen where now Verizon is telling me about their new deals. And then it just totally cuts off the announcer, the commentator. And then we go back to, well, now that it's like the end of the quarter or the end of the half and even extended commercial break. Ah, so you got seven minutes of a, or seven seconds of a punt and if my math is even close, 15 minutes of your life gone for seven <laughs> seconds. For seven seconds of football. And so now what is, obviously then your time is worth quite a bit because when we're playing these games, there's all kinds of advertising in the games. You're buying, you know, uh, Sherwood sticks if you're in hockey or you're buying, you know, even the toys and the characters that you're downloading are, are marketing deals elsewhere. Football, they don't hide it. Snickers halftime and yeah. and uh, this replay is brought to you by Able. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And hockey, yeah. Able Body Octopus. And yeah, you've got ridiculous. the Bauer, the Bauer, MB, you know, the Bauer on the dashboard, CCM, all that. Yep. The Viagras, the Cialises, the uh, they what else? They haven't quite got? gone to that with hockey. Uh, what do you mean? You don't get that? Yeah, you do. Wild have all those advertisements. I always have to watch. The oh, guy you're talking in the about. Tub. Oh, you're talking about like when you actually watch the fucking game. Yeah. Oh, you were going video game. Advertising. I was thinking. Yeah, video yeah. game advertising. Yeah, even. But I mean, hockey's not as bad because you have the 20 minute intermission, so you know you can walk away for 20 minutes. Whereas with football, it, it's literally a play stop for four minutes. A Hockey play, is stop for four much minutes. better, way better about commercials. Hockey is yes. maybe the best sport for commercials. Yes. You get probably about a solid, let's see, you got a 20 minute period. I'd say maybe you get four commercial breaks in that, in that time. And you're looking two to three minutes. What do we have in baseball? We have uh middle of the first, middle of the second, middle of the third, or we're middle and top. We have middle and top for baseball. Middle, top, middle, uh, top. If they make a pitching change. So you have 17 or 18 commercial breaks in baseball. Yeah. Hockey, I'll bet you have, let's see, so you got, uh, usually the intermissions, there's quite a few commercials. Intermission, you're going to get a lot of commercials. So That's you when you get nine getting... breaks in the intermissions, and then you probably get another two breaks per Per period? Per period, about at least. Th about three breaks, I'd say. Three, four breaks. There's probably an equal number, but you can walk away. You don't you have to walk exactly. the 10 breaks in the intermission. You can walk away. Yeah, exactly. Intermission, you walk away for fucking 20 minutes, come back, and you watch, and you're still getting 20 minutes of hockey and maybe eight minutes tops, eight to 10 minutes of commercial. See, and it's, it's becoming difficult because I do not like to watch games DVR. And I like shit live. I like to be part of the moment live. It's a big deal to me. And I've mentioned it before. I have a buddy who fucking DVRs all the college football games. 
and then we watch them speed style, you know, like play to play to play to play. Oh, I can't do that. And it really kind of kills the mood and the, yeah. the, 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 the whole thing of the game. But yeah, it makes yeah. sense why he does that. You know, when oh, you really look sense. at it, he's like, you're ripping off my whole Saturday. I'd only want to spend 20 minutes on this. Right. Um, I'm definitely cool with fast forwarding through the commercials. Always do that. Um, but I don't want the, I don't want the rest of the, I don't want the pace of the game disrupted because there's a reason the game goes a certain way. You know, some teams want to go tempo, so you want to watch it a little faster. Uh, other teams like to slow it down, so you got a lead and you're trying to run out some clock. So, you know, when you're zapping it like that, that sort of takes out the emphasis. I can't, I can't argue with you. When the National Football League has a national game, Sunday night, Monday night, Thanksgiving, uh, primetime anything. It is just Thursday night football. It is so much advertising. And like, aren't they down like 40%? I don't know what the percentage is they're down. Uh, if you heard that, I, I could go with that. Uh, I know that, I know that when, when, uh, you take a look at that sport, yeah, there's some problems. Yeah. And people are walking away. Like my dad, he loves his football. Hasn't watched one game this year. The kneeling thing hit certain people. Like I said, we're yep. a very patriotic country, yep. so that turned into a thing. Yeah, that 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 official. My dad was already pissed at the commercials, and then the kneeling thing just sort of took him over the edge. Again, that's more stress. You see what I'm talking about? Yeah. When I was talking earlier about exactly. stress. And so, is this too to, much stress? And to bring it all home, just cut that shit out. And he did. Yeah. He's like, guess what? I don't even need to be upset about the Dolphins. Yep. Fuck the Dolphins. Fuck it. You know, I'll check the standings. If they're doing good, good. If they're not, fuck it. Well, share us with your friends. I don't know if any of that social media shit works, but if it works for you, give it a try. Appreciate you guys tuning in this week. I was James Hamilton. I was Travis McFalls. Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook When Life Attacks Podcast. Or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com. You don't look at the things that you have. You only look at the stuff that you don't have. Those guys are right about you, your money. And why won't she call? She won't call because you left. She's got her own life to deal with, man, and that's in New York. All right? And she's a sweet girl, and I love her to pieces, but fuck her, man. You got to get on with your life. You got to let go of the past. And Mikey, when you do, I'm telling you, the future is beautiful. All right? Look out the window. It's sunny every day here. It's like manifest destiny. Don't tell me we didn't make it. We made it. We are here. And everything that has passed is prologue to this. All of the shit that didn't kill us is only... You know, all that shit.